Welcome to Young Sheldon Cast, the podcast with one rule, never watch Young Sheldon. I'm Jared. I'm Devin. And I'm Wit. Smooth. Yeah. Nicely done. That was the smoothest we've ever done that. So I just want to say, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, guys. Hindsight is this year. It's a beginning and it's an ending of season one of Young Sheldon. That's right. Uh, what day is this? <laughs> New Year's Day. This is New Year's Day, everybody. Right. A fresh new baby New Year has been born. <laughs> the old 2019 has been euthanized <laughs> due to old age. <laughs> boomers. Is boomers still a thing in this, oh, in oh, this yeah. year? Boomers a thing now more than it ever was before. Well, I mean, technically, boomers were more of a thing last year when more of them were alive. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, the boomer problem is self-correcting. Right. <laughs> but boomer has two O's in it, so you could put a two over each one, and now it looks like boomer 2020. Uh, can I, I guess it's like boomer awareness is like now more yes. of a thing. Yes. So. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. How do you guys identify generationally? <laughs> That's really tricky because I think I am a millennial. Yeah, I think we're all like, we're technically on the, We're technically on the cusp. Yeah. It depends on the definition you see. Sometimes we're, we're all the 80, tail end. 81, right? Be, like Gen Y? Is that what it is? No, we would be, we're the tail end of Generation X. Right. Generation X is so cool. That's such a cool generation. It sounds cool. What generation would Sheldon identify as? I think Sheldon's, <laughs> okay, it's really funny, but I think Sheldon is our age. Oh, right. That's right. Can I Google how old I, I was about Sheldon to ask Cooper the same is? thing. Am I allowed is to Google a... Sheldon Cooper's yes. age? I'll yeah, allow it. Sure. Okay. Sheldon. Cooper, year, born. Before you give me the age, let me explain the plot of episode 22. 1980. 1980. Okay. Look at that. So he's older than all of us. But that would mean he's officially Gen X. Yeah. So we're creating our own Young Sheldon show Mm -hmm. for TV. In our series, Sheldon is a nine-year-old, half-human, half-Glocktonian boy. His mother is human. His father is is Glocktor, an extraterrestrial from the planet Glockton. He has hollow bones, but it gives Sheldon perfect pitch, but makes him impossibly weak. He has inherited an alien bow tie uh, that sort of has, I don't know, powers or abilities that humans can't understand. Magic as far as we are. Yeah. No one in this room could explain it. Very advanced technology. Or a very advanced life form. It's difficult to say. I can't say. Uh, But Sheldon is full dumb. Although he should be in fourth grade because he's only nine years old. He's actually in high school. Our show also features John Lovitz playing two pivotal characters, right? He plays Glocktor, Sheldon's father. Sort of an intergalactic rock star. Who's barely on the show, just really in the end credits. Yeah. And Greg Masters. Mm-hmm. Who's the main character? Who's <laughs> <laughs> ended up being the main character. Because our new TV show, I think, is called Greg Masters, colon, of the universe. <laughs> Featuring young Sheldon. Featuring young Sheldon. So every week, we watch the 20-second teaser trailer for a young Sheldon episode. And everything that happens in that trailer is canon. And we have to work it into our very real episode scripts that we write. And we also get to use the, the episode's title. Yes. Which is important Mm -hmm. because it's really vague usually and doesn't come up in the promo stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I really like what they've done for us, though. It's always three different things, which gives us a lot to work with. Yeah, we, we didn't plan that, but that's worked out really well. And this is episode 22, the season one finale. Vanilla ice cream, gentlemen callers, and a dinette set. You guys ready for this trailer? I don't know. I don't know what a dinette set is. We'll get into it. Oh, that's interesting. I was just assuming it was like place settings. Yeah, just- Like dinette was a brand? A dinner set table stuff. Uh, maybe we'll have to Google that. But yeah, let's check out the trailer. Maybe it'll tell us. On the season finale of Young Sheldon. Excellent. We've got two suitors, one Mima. Oh, Mima, no. And one genius who isn't having it. Hey, who are you calling? Dr. Sturgis. I saw Mima get in the car with Mr. Rosenblum. You're going to want to see how this ends. There'll be more updates as they happen. The Young Sheldon season finale next Thursday. Okay. Baron, as always. <laughs> yeah. The show has also decided to make Sheldon's role really minimal. I guess it's big in the, the preview, but seems like this episode is about Mima and her suitors. You know, that is the only like ongoing storyline that we've been given for season one that's happened across multiple episodes, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So uh, Mima's relationship with Dr. Sturgis. That's three episodes. Culinary professor extraordinaire. <laughs> yes. Dr. Sturgis. Loser boyfriend, culinary expert. Joust video game master. Yes. So, Dr. Sturgis, and I wrote this down, Mr. Rosenblum. Mm -hmm. I think he's like a teacher from Sheldon's school? Yeah, I think he. I think he's Dr. Sturgis's Steve Weeby. Oh, okay. Was it I, Steve Weeby? It was Steve Weeby. Uh, for a second, I thought, I just thought you were going to say he's Dr. Sturgis's parole officer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you should have, because that's really funny. <laughs> but no, but I like I like the idea of them like being joust arch rivals. But he also wears a suit. Is that just a joust thing? Or maybe he also has a fake job where he pretends to be he's also a con man. <laughs> well and wears a I think suit. he's also a legitimate but less popular culinary <laughs> teacher. <laughs> okay. Like this is how you cook meat and potatoes. And it's it's boring. It's boring, boring, boring. Teaches a it's correct. Class. It's accurate. Yeah. But it's just totally boring. Well, we're forgetting something that's pretty important about Mima, which is that she's also a conway. Oh yeah, that's right. We got pulled in by Annie Potts. <laughs> we got suckered. <laughs> Damn, right. she's good. Yeah, we got played. <laughs> so maybe she's working an angle. Maybe he's a dinette set salesman. And also, we should look that up. <laughs> you took my father's dinette set. What, what is that guy's name, that actor? Oh, dude, I don't know. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, a dinette set. It's funny. It's just coming up with sales stuff, not Wikipedia. It's an alien egg. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That opens when music plays. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> I'm finding the definition of dinette, which is a small space or alcove, often in or near the kitchen, serving as an informal dining area. So it's actually like a table and chairs. Like a small table with chairs. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a dining set. It's a dinette set. How do we work that in? Does he sell dinette sets? Is he a dinette set salesman? I'm thinking as only you can fit four people tops at this table. Okay. Russian roulette. Two suitors, Mima, Sheldon. Boom. Round this table. <laughs> yeah. They are passing around this revolver. 
to see who gets Mima. And Sheldon's so fucking crazy. Also stupid. Yeah, he's stupid. <laughs> he wouldn't set this up. He's not. The bow tie will take care of him. He'll be fine. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Sheldon wants Dr. Sturgis. Obviously, Sheldon wants Dr. Sturgis in the family to be the sole suitor for Meemaw. Oh, yeah. He doesn't definitely. like this other guy, uh, Mr. Rosenblum. Yeah. And the actor is really familiar. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's on Just Shoot Me, wasn't he? I don't or, know. Uh, Spin City. I don't know. He's been in a million things. Um, he's on uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, really? He's her like adult ed teacher on Kimmy Schmidt. The, and the family apparently is on Mr. Rosenblum's side because Sheldon was on the phone telling someone. He was calling Dr. Sturgis to tell Dr. Sturgis about Mr. Rosenblum. Right. No and, one likes Dr. Sturgis. And mom Only was like, no. Sheldon. I think, right. I, see, I got the impression she was just like, this is not your place. Like, you shouldn't be calling. You should be stay out of this. Uh, yeah, Oh, but. Maybe, but. Oh, that's that's like me thinking about what it really looks yeah, like. Exactly. Okay, so for us, <laughs> they hate Dr. Sturgis. He's, he's a, a loser. Piece of shit. He's they, a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that shitty spaghetti he made? Actually, the spaghetti oh, yeah. was pretty good. The shitty but guacamole. He, shitty guacamole. He didn't make that spaghetti. No, he pretended to. Tony Tanman or Bony Tanman. Bony Tanman made it. Um, okay, you know what? Let's watch this again. Okay. Yes. On the season finale of Young Sheldon. Excellent! We've got two suitors, one Mima. Oh, Mima, no. And one genius who isn't having it. Hey, who are you calling? Dr. Sturgis. I saw Mima get in the car with Mr. Rosenblum. You're going to want to see how this ends. There'll be more updates as they happen. The Young Sheldon season finale next Thursday. Okay, he's meddling. He wants Dr. Sturgis. Everyone else wants Mr. Rosenblum. So maybe we make Mr. Rosenblum like the opposite of Dr. Sturgis. Where Dr. Sturgis is a huge loser. <laughs> Mr. Rosenblum is rich. Wonderful man. Yeah, he's rich. She's like, she's pulling him in. She's like reeling him in, you know? He doesn't wear a suit because of his job. He wears it because it just looks nice. Yeah. And he's just- He's a, putting the effort in. Yeah. I mean, he's retired, you Takes know? Taking care of himself. He made money in- uh, Stock market. <laughs> yeah, stocks. It's the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, stocks are Computers. <laughs> Computers and technology. Who knew? <laughs> computers right who knew yeah maybe he doesn't know anything about computers he's just like a business guy it's mm -hmm. not like he's really smart so that young sheldon would like him right maybe he's, he's a boomer yeah he's he just like got handed a fucking silver platter of money maybe when he meets young sheldon he's like oh i'm one of the founders of so-and-so computers and uh i feel it packard and young sheldon's like oh my god you must know everything about the new 386s and he's like, what's that? I don't know. I'm just a. Oh. oh, I'm just more of a money guy. I'm just, I don't understand all that microchip hoopla. I know a lot more about football than I do with the computers. And the dad's like, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody likes him. He's wonderful. Right. He's really nice and charming. So Meemaw is interested in Dr. Sturgis because he's kind of like a con man and interested in Mr. Rosenblum because he is maybe easily conable and yeah is, he's, he's a like, whale yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um sheldon isn't picking up on that but also dr sturgis looks way older and is gross right he's bald rosenblum's got a full head of hair yeah not even gray looks 20 years younger <laughs> what opens the door for his date what does sheldon want and what does the bow tie want uh, the bow tie wants whatever Sheldon wants. Right. So uh, 
hate to say this, but Mr. Rosenblum is fucked. <laughs> yeah. I think they sit down at that dinette set and it is orchestrated primarily by the bow tie. Mm-hmm. And Sheldon, bow tie, uh, Dr. Sturgis, Mr. Rosenblum, and Mima are all sitting down at this dinette set. Oh, I was thinking maybe Mima would be let let out of it, like kept oh, out maybe. of it. Like I mean, he would sit down with Dr. Sturgis and Mr. Rosenblum, and he'd be like, "We're going to talk about how you leave." <laughs> Mr. Rosenblum <laughs> would be like, "This is ridiculous," and he would get up to leave. But like the whole area around the dinette set would be like inside of this weird temporal bubble, and he'd be like, "What?" Yeah. What's going on here? Or the bow tie would just grab the back of his neck and slam his head into the table. Yeah, I could do both. <laughs> I like that. I like him like pressing against the temporal bubble and it's like boom, boom, and he can't get out of it. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> Is this some kind of microchip <laughs> malarkey? Because <laughs> it's a boomer. It's yeah. malarkey. Yeah. Is this some computer stuff? <laughs> then young Sheldon and Dr. Sturgis hold hands and walk out and then- Mr. Rosenblum is just like stuck in the bubble for like a thousand years and he just, <laughs> and he just, you know, turns into a skeleton and turns to dust and blows away. <laughs> and then the bubble pops and it's like, no one else saw any of this. They're just like, what is there? Why is there dust all yeah, over the this, floor? Yeah, this table is really dusty. How long has it been since anyone's dusted the dinette set? <laughs> I didn't even know, I didn't even know we had a dinette set. That's the dad watching football <laughs> Says like, from, from his lazy yeah. boy. You call it that? <laughs> I feel like I've never seen that dinette set. You mean the tiny table? <laughs> My cereal table? I didn't think we had a dinette set. <laughs> we do, honey. That's what we call it. <laughs> but so we're learning already, so much today. We've already decided that Sturgis wins the uh, bubble uh, Victorian love game. Yeah. I think the bow tie is just like a trump card. Yeah. Yeah. Sheldon's like, you're never leaving here. And why does Sheldon like Sturgis so much? Because he thinks he's smart. Thinks he's a genius like him. Okay. He wants more nerds in the house. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, but if this happens and Mr. Rosenblum comes back, maybe we can just say it's like a clone that the bow tie made. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. (laughs) When the bow tie's doing stuff, are young Sheldon's eyes normal or are they just completely milky white? Well, that sounds like the bow tie is doing something to him, but I don't think the bow tie is doing something to him. I think his eyes are normal. When it doesn't want him to see, though. Yeah, it could, like, if it was doing something to him, like doing something that he wasn't supposed to see, that it didn't think he was ready for, couldn't handle, it would just white his eyes and his mouth would just be open and drooling. Or would time just be frozen for everybody except for the bow tie and whoever is interacting? Yes, that's awesome. You will leave. No. <laughs> this is not an order. This is not a question. This is what will happen. <laughs> you will never leave. But it's in like a vibration that like like the skull understands it and then the brain understands it. Yeah. The human brain. Like it's it doesn't say that. It's, it's <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe young Sheldon's like, I'd like you to leave. And Mr. Rosenblum is like, that's ridiculous. I'm not leaving. Boom. The bubble comes around and it's like. <laughs> if you don't leave, you will stay forever. <laughs> Is this some sort of theater play? Why can't I push my hand through this reality? And then, like, it's like, <laughs> it says, like, go ahead, push your hand as far as you want. And he pushes it and it goes through the bubble and then it pulls his hand back and it's just gone. 
like, it's like a real body horror yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's like a callback to our first episode where we like incinerated that kid's hands, you know, and they just disappeared with the chicken. Remember <laughs> that, that first bully? Definitely. This bow tie doesn't fuck around. We need yeah. to remind people of that. I think they might have forgotten. It, <laughs> it was so like it was Sheldon's idea to get rid of Mr. Rosenblum, right? Right. And he tried it his way, just sitting them down at a table and asking him to leave, which is nonsense. No yeah. adult at any adult would be like, What are you talking? I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry, kid. Uh this is boomer stuff. You don't understand. <laughs> is he like me I'm like Dr. Sturgis? <laughs> me I'm not like you. You go now. <laughs> you yeah. have to yeah. go now. Right. And they Goodbye. all kind of laugh. Goodbye now. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, you little freak? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Right. He should probably say something mean, right? Yeah. He it's says it. It's easier but, to hurt But Sheldon is completely mean. frozen. He's frozen in yeah. time. You know? Milky gray eyes. And then, what are you so, doing, you little computer user? <laughs> Color TV's a fad. Um, so <laughs> the um, do Mima and is, what do you think this is? Some hilarious Bob Hope type <laughs> joke? This ain't the Ed Sullivan Show, kid. <laughs> it's not going to be a really good show unless you do what I want, you little jerk. Who do you think you are, Johnny Carson's hilarious <laughs> sidekick, Ed McMahon? <laughs> Or the guy with the trumpet, Don, whatever. <laughs> Knew it. You're a boomer. I know. I'm so boomer. Um, what? Uh, when when all this happens, Sturgis and Mima, like, are are they also milky white eyes, and they don't understand what's happening? Or I feel like the light on everything outside the the bubble would just dim, like all the way. Yeah, you know. So it's like they look like a weird shadow universe. Everything you can see outside the bubble. I mean, just what happens to them? It's like suddenly Rosenblum's gone. We yeah. Snap back. And then it's like, well. Where did he go? I guess he must have left. He's by now. <laughs> <laughs> he had he, to go. He had to go. <laughs> Maybe Sheldon says exact, like something exactly that the bow tie had said. Oh, well, maybe. It's just like really vague. Yeah. He, but like all garbled because he didn't understand it. Or yeah. maybe he doesn't really hear it. He just knows he had to go. He so he stays forever. He gets them. He's like setting up a meeting at the table. And then he runs out to tell the family what's happening. And that's when he says, I'll have up regular updates or whatever. <laughs> and then comes back and is like, he's gone. He's by. <laughs> he's gone. He's, he's gone by forever. I like that a lot. And I really like if this sort of setting up season two, if the Mima, if Mima, uh, sort of is like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Like, she starts to be suspicious of, like, like it's the first time she's realized, like, maybe something's not all cute and rosy about hmm. Sheldon, like. Yeah, maybe she got, like, a hint of what was going on. Yeah, or... she gets a hint, so she starts to be suspicious. But this is just a little seed, and, like, you know, oh, we'll see it in, in like next that. season. I like that as, like, a final moment. Like, we end on kind of a cliffhanger, where she's like, what in the world? Right, and Sturgis is like, come on, dear. Let's have some what's what's his new thing he's cooking? Burritos or Oh, something he doesn't know how to cook? Something uh, like microwave I don't know, how old are microwaves? Were they around in Oh, they, they were, were around in like the sixties okay. or seventies at least. Yeah, so maybe he uh we just see him turn around and he like or he does something where he, 
this is a very much a principal Skinner thing, but he has like McDonald's hamburgers. And he's like, I cooked hamburgers. <laughs> you know, something, some really dumb seat. Like, Pulls them out of a huge wallet. Yeah. Like some really dumb food con that he's trying to run, right. you know? And Sheldon's yeah. like, yummy. And while he's like scarfing down his burger, we slowly zoom in on Mima and she's like, just looks a little suspicious. And the music gets a little ominous. And she's like, huh. Well, maybe she's like, oh, well, I'm, that's weird. I called his house and I didn't get an answer. This is like later that night. And she's like, you know, young Sheldon's gone to bed and she's like, yeah, I tried calling him. I just haven't heard anything. And she goes and she's like sweeping up the dust or whatever. <laughs> and she's like sweeping up the dust and she's like, ah, this is a good broom. At least that <laughs> idiot son-in-law is good for one thing. At least it can provide brooms for the family. She says, oh, that's why she's holding and looking at the broom. Yeah. Maybe, this is a nice broom. Maybe when she sweeps it up, there's just like a really faint sound from oh. the dust. And it's like, I always loved you. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time. Well, maybe you. she hears that. But I was thinking that there was some like really fancy diamond cufflinks or something that he wore. That she would like had her eyes on. Yes. And she finds them in the dust. That's good. And That's good like, because the diamonds are the hardest substance on earth. They would never <laughs> turn to dust. And maybe, yeah. And maybe she like puts them on his earrings or something. And it's like, hmm. Huh. Yeah. Right. But she knows that's the tell because mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, she commented on his, his awesome cufflinks. And like in a really suspicious way where she was like, I love those cufflinks. Where do you keep them in your house? Right. When so, you're not wearing them. So at first she thinks she scored and he just dropped them. But then like she turns and Sheldon does some creepy Twilight Zone thing. He's just standing there in the dark like. Or we can see it where he's like, these are my lucky cufflinks. I never take them off. Yeah, I wear them all the time. You'll never find me without my cufflinks. But if anything happens to my cufflinks, <laughs> you know something has happened to me. <laughs> okay. I love that. <laughs> but, but she still puts them on. Right, because she's just asking him a bunch of questions like, well, when you're not wearing those, where do you like to keep them? Is it locked? <laughs> In your mom's old jewelry box with other jewelry? You must be – I know you look so strong, but you must take them off sometime and put them somewhere. Where do you put them? Yeah, because she's working – I mean, that yeah. this is normal. You don't think anything of it because it's a con thing. This is right. perfect. That's mm-hmm. great. Teasing. But, um, but we would end with she's finally suspicious of something is up. But she still puts the earrings on or the cufflinks yeah, on his yeah. earrings. And maybe when she finds them, we can play some clips of him saying, like, I would never leave my cup <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Sheldon, like Sheldon's voice, <laughs> he's gone now forever. Right. Because ne- we don't respect our viewers, so we do flashbacks. Oh, we make it tell so, them. oh, God. <laughs> we exactly like, what happened. We make it, like, insultingly <laughs> obvious. Uh, here you go, dum-dums. Yeah. This is what happened. And then, like, she she puts them in her ears, and then Sheldon says something from upstairs, like, come tuck me in, Mima. Or else. And she's like, and she, like, shakes like she's a little scared as soon as she hears his voice. Yeah. And she's like, I better, I better, I better get up there. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, Greg Masters has to get back to Earth. Yeah, I guess that's the question. Like, what happens with Greg Masters now? I feel like we have a decent amount of Sheldon stuff. We do. Oh, we have a ton. Yeah. Maybe we just, yeah, maybe we just get him to meet. Maybe the big moment is him just meeting Glocktor. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. All the stuff that we talked about last week, is that going to be in that episode? All the stuff that we figured, like he's like impervious to knives on this planet because he's like, <laughs> oh. he has dense bones and all that. And he's <laughs> um, really strong. He can move monitors I mean, really well. I think that's in the episode, probably. In the last one. Yeah. So we don't have to, okay. Because that was really funny. Yeah. So Greg Masters is in space. He got abducted by. Harvesters of tubes and orbs. <laughs> he worked on the ship. He escaped the tube orb 
thing, though, right? And then he got. I think he worked on the again. ship. Oh, I thought we were just saying he worked on the ship as like a cook, and then made it to a larger planet, and then saw a Glocktor poster, uh-huh. and got or he then he got enslaved. Come along, sound crew scum. Yeah, and then he uh, tattoos him. And then he's abducted. And he ascends quickly crew. in the road crew. Yeah, he's hierarchy ama- because he's got dense bones. He's amazing at it with his dense bones. He's <laughs> so strong compared to a lot of aliens. Which is funny because he's been a nerd his whole life and he's right. never been like physically capable at stuff. And like suddenly he's like super strong and badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Works his way up through the road crew ladder, right? Right. And until he one day he gets like enlisted to go backstage and he meets Glocktor. Maybe. Or maybe he didn't see a photo of Glocktor. It's better if it's a surprise. Right. Maybe he had just seen a poster and was like, oh, I have music or Next something. Next stop, Earth. Like, I, I still think it'd be cool if they're on their way to Earth. Like, he sees something about Earth on a flyer and they're like, he's like, huh? I, I like Earth being, like, insignificant. It seems too easy. Like, he gets back to Earth like that. Like, they wouldn't play Earth, you know? What if it's an old flyer? With other flyers, like, on top of it on their space telephone pole, and it says, like, Killer Asteroids, Earth, June 26th. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, whatever, he, he whatever. sees a poster and gets distracted <laughs> or sees something crazy. Maybe he just sees people in the road crew and is like, what in the world? And they're carrying some huge speaker, you know? <laughs> they're trying to carry a mic stand. Yeah. And there's six <laughs> of them like, on it. <laughs> and he's like, what is, I, I would, because, you know, we're so used to aliens or whatever, like, being so strong and this and that. But mm-hmm. what, what if they're not? Yeah. And he just sees... Yeah, it's six aliens, like, carrying a mic stand, and he's like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then that's when he gets right. enslaved, and he's he working the in the road crew. Space bag over his head. And- yeah, and then he has one of those collars that'll explode his head, <laughs> of, head if he tries to run away. <laughs> yes, of course. This was actually on my mind last week when I was thinking about it, and maybe that would sort of explain why humans have never been able to do interstellar space travel, because we're so fucking heavy. Like, what if we were so really hard light? to get us off the planet? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like gravity <laughs> is such a pain in the ass for us because, mm-hmm. like, we weigh like, you know, 150, 250 pounds. But, like, what if we weighed, you know, only 10, 12 pounds? Be a lot easier for those boosters to shoot us out yeah. past the heliosphere. Yeah. Other aliens have it easy. You got to work for it here on Earth. <laughs> and then Greg Masters is very successful. He carries two mic stands at once, and everyone's like blown away. <laughs> Let me let me help you with that. Step aside, like like like. There's six of them are carrying it, and like they drop it, and it falls and like crushes one of like the <laughs> alien's legs. It's like ah, <laughs> and he's like, oh goodness, here you need a hand, and he like just picks it up with yeah. one hand. They're like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> were they like, oh my my bones, they snapped like veggie straws. <laughs> I can feel the pitch draining out of me. <laughs> I can feel the pitch draining out of me. <laughs> and then he climbs the ladder and he's carrying amps and stuff. And Or he says he wants to help. They all cover their ears because his horrible pitch bothers them so much. It's like, well, let me help you. And they're like, like oh, God. But then he picks up the mic stand and they're all Yeah, maybe away. he communicates to the aliens mostly with sign language, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is funny to the audience because when we see Glocktor, he sounds exactly like Greg <laughs> Masters and everyone loves him. Right. It's translated know? for human audiences. Yeah. And so he just is doing he he's speaking in an alien tongue most of the time. Except Greg Masters always speaks English on the show, you know, because it's just funny that way. <laughs> he has to do some sort of job backstage, and he actually sees Glocktor for the first time because he never gets to see the shows, you know. 
mm-hmm. he's like down in the pit. Maybe oh, maybe they send him to like like you said, like take something to yes. him that he usually like kills whoever brings that because like you know he gets really worked up before a show and he's just like yeah, vanilla, vanilla ice cream. cream. Yeah, yeah vanilla, my ice vanilla ice cream, my vanilla ice drugs. His his lines of vanilla ice cream and they're cut out like lines of uh, vanilla cocaine. Be on, like, very a, careful. I think he just eats it like a sloppy ice cream boy. Oh yeah, like it's just I mean, a big, it just looks like, like it's a big cone, and he just gets it all over him. <laughs> ah. Right? Yeah, a big sugar cone. Yeah, but maybe he has to bring it up, and they're like, "Do not let it drip. Do not look him in the eyes. <laughs> Do not avoid his gaze." It's like all this, like, like right. you know, impossible to follow directions, just because he's <laughs> also like, so never mercurial. break from his gaze. Yeah. Wait, well, how does that work? How am I supposed to bet? And they just push him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> he's really scared. You know, it looks like he's going into some monster's lair. <laughs> and he goes in and it's Glocktor, you know, like running through like songs and like two different guitars, you know. Right. <laughs> Doing some warm ups, you know. He's got some new arms we haven't seen before. Yeah. Come out of, like the lobster head. claws or cracking lobster claws. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Ah, my vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Bring it here, slave. <laughs> he turns around to get the ice cream, and they lock eyes, and both of them say, "Oh, right, guacamole, <laughs> holy guacamole." <laughs> Can we also have that? Tom Morello is also like enslaved, and he's like in the alien <laughs> sound crew. I think he'd be into that because it would like you know he could talk about inequality and and space and stuff like that. <laughs> he could have like a guitar on the back that says "fuck Glockdor." <laughs> but they like kick him down into some like fire pit or something like that off the side of the stage. Your guitar playing sucks, dipshit. <laughs> nice pitch, asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The most talented Earth musician ever is like kidnapped for one night. It's like Steve Vai, <laughs> and he starts playing. And Doctor is like, oh god. Flush this dense-boned asshole. <laughs> Play the frets, not your whammy bar, idiot. <laughs> oh, 12 tones? <laughs> Only 12 tones, you simple piece of shit. <laughs> what do you say? And the audience is like, flush him, flush him. <laughs> you heard him? Flush this asshole. <laughs> and he just breaks a toilet on his head and crushes him. <laughs> Yeah, they flush him. <laughs> and then yeah, they, they look out into space. Yeah. <laughs> out into space. <laughs> and slowly, like, the whammy bar hand stops moving and it freezes over with ice. Of course, it shows him out of the window, like, spinning out <laughs> yeah, of space yeah. and he's frozen. Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I think this is all building to that moment <laughs> where Glocktor and uh, Greg Masters, this is how we end the episode, just lock eyes. You know, guacamole. And then that's like the ending, you know? <laughs> Holy guacamole? I was just thinking guacamole was funnier personally. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. And then um, does Dr. Sturgis say, who's up for guacamole? Oh, and that's how we get back to it? Right. And we have like one of those cheesy endings, like a normal nice 80s family and the camera, you know, pans back away and... They're all eating his shitty guacamole that has like noodles in it and shit for some reason. <laughs> so that would be reversing it from the way we normally do it when we normally right. go to a Glock scene. I feel like this would be yeah. the Glock scene to end it on. And it's just, yeah, it's just extended. And then, yeah, how does it end? They both go guacamole? Yeah, it's just yeah, that they, they, they the see realization that they look so similar. So how does that scene work? So Greg Masters comes into 
Glocktor's area or whatever. His he's green bringing room. him. Yeah. He's bringing him the ice cream, mm-hmm. the vanilla ice cream jugs. Yeah, and Glocktor is like getting ready, running through his warm up exercises, but he's turned away from Greg Masters, and then he turns around and they see each other. They that's look our, each other up and down, sort of, for a second. Yeah, but I mean, that's so our they season do the whole like hanger. they yeah. move their right hand, they move their left hand. I mean, we could. I mean, there's so much we can do next season where we do that stuff where it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, this has got to be really lot. quick. The jokes about like, like they how, never get over it. Yeah, like how handsome he is and stuff. Right. Maybe Greg Masters starts wearing straws on his the top of his head just because I, I I don't know. I think it looks good. I love him sending like a Prince and the Popper thing where he makes Greg Masters do these like press junkets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That it's like a really shitty, like just uh, extra arms like tied to him with string. You know, it looks really <laughs> fucking stupid, but all the aliens buy it. What what color is uh, Glocktor? Is he green? Usually blue. Blue? Blue, green, yeah. whatever. So Glocktor has like one of those big like cheesy makeup uh pad things and he just like hits Greg Masters <laughs> in the face with it like poof and it just suddenly he's all blue it's like there you go now get out there and tell everyone how wonderful I am I mean you are yeah tell <laughs> tell them about how much you you love working on the new album what, what, what's the new album but doesn't matter doesn't matter tell them whatever these space people believe anything guacamole <laughs> And then maybe he gives him like a little voice box he wears on his neck that corrects his pitch. <laughs> or a bow tie. Thank God. The bow tie. He gives him a bow tie. Oh, oh yeah. shit. To wear one of these. Uh, Usually these are coded to my DNA. I mean, all that's to be introduced in this next is, season. Yeah, this we season should, we're getting ahead of ourselves again. Just with them seeing each other. That's a huge, that's like a huge moment. That's a cliffhanger. And they're obviously the same. They're not looking at each other. They're looking kind of past each other because the way we cut the... Oh, the frames together. Like, we're going to have some gags also where it's, like, very obvious scene splitting. Yeah. Like, a very obvious seam in the split screen where, like, we try to, like, show it off by having them hug but or, like, move <laughs> stuff. But it's, like, obviously, like, a little off. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, there'll be obvious body doubles when he's, like, hugging him and stuff, the you know? way taller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cheez-Its box is just totally off in yeah. the middle of the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll play that up for laughs. That'll be great. That's Awesome. I think we're good with this one. I love it. Guacamole! (laughs) It'll work really well for our Cheez-Its duo tie-in because it'll be one type of Cheez-Its on one side and one type of Cheez-Its on the other. It'll be kind of awkwardly split. That will be where the middle of the split is. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. We need that Cheez-Its money. Yeah, we need to get Big big Sunbeam on board. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. We need it. (laughs) Guacamole, guys. Guacamole. Guacamole. I think that's really good. I think we got it. Oh, it's perfect. So, this is the last episode of season one. Unfortunately, next week we won't be jumping into season two. Just because I feel like the end of Advanced Age Russian Shootouts season one, you know, we had a lot of these in the can and, you know, we thought we'd just keep them coming out. And I think we kind of overestimated our ability to do more than one thing at a time. And it turns out that's not the case. That's not what we're good at. <laughs> I kind of thought that we would be like this super team that would like, it's like, oh yeah, we can do like five things at once. But like, we're good at one thing. We can focus on one thing. So Young Sheldon has kind of gotten in the way of some other things. So we're going to take a break on Young Sheldon so we can just focus on the game. Then when we get to a good stopping point with that, we'll make more episodes of something else. Let's be honest. We're, we're giving you a break, Devin. <laughs> you work too damn hard and you need a break. I just feel like it's, 
the way we work, we struggle sometimes to meet once a week. And then when we do, young Sheldon is right taking up all the oxygen in the room. And then it's like, we're not getting other stuff done. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, we have other things that we think could be cooler and better. Yeah. We could work on. It'd be cool. This is a podcast about young <laughs> Sheldon. <laughs> right. What the fuck are we doing? I know. I know. <laughs> it's a huge mistake. <laughs> well, if we get canceled, I think we created a perfect one season. Mm-hmm. But I also think that we uh, juiced it up really good, and like it, it's got a lot of a lot of juice going into season two, and we can come oh, yeah. in, hit the ground running. Yeah, we got space the juice. Style. Yeah, it's juicy. I hope you guys are juicitarians. <laughs> I am now for all this juice. <laughs> and and you know, and we can officially just change the name of the podcast to Greg Masters of the Universe, <laughs> which I think we absolutely should do. Yeah, I mean, no one listens to this show because they like Young Sheldon. Yeah, no, no. You know? Have Have y'all noticed we still, like, at least one or two a week, we still get people following Talker Texas Ranger on, yeah, uh, on Facebook. Kind of Facebook? It's so weird. And it's always some guy named, like, Skeeter Harley. <laughs> 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 or, like, Judith. <sighs> I don't know. Just something that sounds like your aunt that lives in Texas. We're incapable of getting the listeners we want, but. Right. Because we keep making it too hard for him. We keep naming shit Talker Texas Ranger and Young Sheldon cast. Let's just call it Greg Masters of the Universe and make it its own thing. And it'll be a funny origin story. But then we got our own fucking space sci-fi. The, you know, the event horizon is the limit. Yeah, I'm in favor of that. Season two will be Greg Masters of the Universe. Featuring sometimes Young Sheldon. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we can finally watch the show. Can we watch the show? Can we watch the show? We can't we watch, watch the show. God the rules are the exact same. <laughs> We've already got Greg Masters out into the universe. Um, okay. I, I think we're good. 1642? 1642. Call us at 843-284-3566. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what you think. Tell oh, us what there, you love. Uh, there is something to talk about. Discord. Yeah? Wit promised that he would be on Discord. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do it right now. Yeah, go to Discord and look at the Young Sheldon cast. You got a new phone. Is it the iPhone? This is the iPhone 11. So I can make Spinal Tap jokes forever. Am I in uh, general? Go to Young Sheldon cast. Okay. (laughs) Known coward. Fuck you, legitimate (laughs) bar owner. Oh, snapshots. I used just a little. Oh, you motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh. Oh, you fuckers. <laughs> oh, no. There's a lot. You promised you would be on. I know I did, and I fucking lied. I mean, I didn't lie, but I am a liar now because I didn't do it. I used to trust it with my life. My bank account? That 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 is only half true. Oh, snap. So, what was the full, full Break a deal. Face what the wheel. He was kidding. <laughs> he was out top. Okay, you fuckers. Oh, I, Jared's typing. Fuck you, Jared. <laughs> Dangling comic over Jared. Uh. Hey, fuckers. <laughs> oh, no. I'm back from saving the, the world. They'll, they'll never know. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> Hope that, if that was okay with you. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't post... <laughs> Until now, since I killed all the bad guys, please don't make me kill 
all of you. <laughs> Send. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Jared. Oh, fuck you, Jared. <laughs> oh, legitimate bar owners right on top. Well, I'll make you dead outside. <laughs> I have been trained <laughs> by the uh, government. Uh, <laughs> government. The dot dot the dot. Shadow government. Um, <laughs> the real government. Yeah, deep. St- I, um, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the deep state. The real government is deep the best. state to kill. So good. <laughs> <laughs> JK LOLs with a Z with a Z <laughs> not killing anyone I'm sorry everyone I promise to not kill most of you <laughs> and I am turning God, trundling. No, fuck. Fucking iPhone 11 piece of shit. Trundling. And I am turning on my Discord notifications. Also, I am a dumb piece of shit, and I eat shit, and I'm stupid, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Sad. (laughs) 